Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Happy Wednesday, Edwin. It is Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. Have you got your Wednesday socks on? Let me see. Let me check. No. Have you got your up on that? Have you got your Wednesday coffee mug? Oh, oh, oh! No, I messed up on that. Ah, but I am starting to get outfitted for Wednesdays. I think people are looking forward to Wednesdays. Let me tell you something too: uh, uh, socks for any days of the week. You know, I'll wear them. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's continue in Matthew twenty-two. On this, hey, that's a segue right there. That, that's a segue. <laughs> that's a, I got nothing to say to that. I got nothing to say to that. Let's go on and let's, move to our text. We should probably do that. Let's, that's what we're about here, this right? Is, this is why we listen to this at one and a half speed. <laughs> <laughs> let's get through the playful banter. Okay, now let's talk about the Bible. All right, Matthew 22. On this, which is February 2nd, 2022, which 02022022, Matthew 22. I want there to be all a, going I want there to be a, a, a calendar palindrome so bad. Yeah, it's not. We were working it through. We wrote it out, and we just didn't quite get there. So happy almost palindrome day. And as far as I know, there's nothing special happening on February 2nd, 2022, except text talk. So we're yeah. glad you're here. Someone might have a birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday. And happy birthday to that someone. Yeah. All right. So Matthew 22, beginning at verse 23, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. The same day Sadducees came to him, who say that there is no resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies having no children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first married and died, and having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. So, too, the second and the third, down to the seventh. After them all, the woman died. In the resurrection, therefore, of the seven, whose wife will she be? For they all had her. But Jesus answered them, You are wrong, because you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowd heard it, they were astonished at his teaching. So in this section of Matthew 22, and I, I failed to mention this yesterday, but after we got through that parable, which was the, the third of a trilogy we were talking about, yes. now we get into a set of three questions where the enemies of Jesus come and they, they ask him questions. And ostensibly, these are hard questions. Now, the one we talked about yesterday, I think was probably... A real question. I could see where people were sitting around in synagogues and uh, perhaps other contexts and talking about these lousy taxes and should we pay the taxes. And I don't have quite that same feeling about the question today. I get that, you know, it, it's a question about resurrection and that is a, a powerful spiritual thing, truth. But now this scenario that comes up with Edwin, this feels like a hypothetical question oh, yeah me. i mean just yeah. very contrived yeah uh, they're they're not 
they're not saying. Now, we know there was this woman who was in this situation. <laughs> yeah. It is, we've come up, we've manufactured a setting uh, and a scenario that we think proves the resurrection wrong yeah. because there's no way to know. There's no way to know well, what's whose the, wife what's, she would be. And what's the starting point? What's the kind of the pretext here for this question? The Sadducees already had taken a position, right? Isn't that what the scripture tells us? They'd already decided there was no such thing as, as, resurrection. A, as resurrection. In Acts chapter 23 and verse 8, when Paul goes into the council and he sees that some are Pharisees and some are Sadducees, Luke records for us that the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees are that Sadducees don't believe in angels, the resurrection, or the spirit, but Pharisees believe in all. Wow. That's Acts 23, verse 8. It's, okay. it's spelled out for us there. And it's those folks, those Sadducees, yes. who are approaching Jesus now. Yeah. They they don't believe in angels, mm-hmm. resurrection, or the Spirit. All of that kind of goes together, and I think that's important in looking at this question. So there's been an ongoing debate between the Sadducees and the Pharisees of whether or not there is a resurrection. Yes. And yes. the Sadducees, as they over the years have put their heads together to figure out how can we prove to these Pharisees that there is no resurrection, mm-hmm. that we, we need to, uh, you know, blessing is about now, here and now. And of course, that made Sadducees very materialistic. It would. Very, very materialistic, very in this life, very... Actually, you know, when it comes to this one, Jesus was way more on the side of the Pharisees than the Sadducees on this issue. So, but uh, the Sadducees come along and they've come up with this question. You know what? Here's a question. You can't answer this question. Here's a hard question. There's no way. All right. So we know in Deuteronomy, uh, I think it was something around chapter 25, um, we hear about this thing that we call a leveret marriage. We do. We, we right. hear, as yes, we yes. read the law, we right. hear about this leveret marriage where if a man who is married dies and has no offspring so that his name can't be carried on, mm-hmm. then what was supposed to happen is his brother mm-hmm. or his nearest kin was supposed to marry the wife mm-hmm. so that that first child that they would have would be raised up in the name of the first brother. Correct. So that the the lineage and the inheritance would could continue preserved. in his name uh-huh. and it would be preserved. But here's this terrible situation where the first husband died, mm-hmm. no children, mm-hmm. the second husband died, no mm-hmm. children. I can I can think where they may have come up with this story, you know, back in the law as they read about was it Tamar? Mm-hmm. who uh, had been married to Judah's first son, yeah, no children, married to the second son, he dies, no children. And of course, Judah's like, I'm going to keep her back. Yeah. We're not going to... Well, she has kind of a black widow about her then, right? It sure seems like <laughs> it. And the so boys keep dying in, around her. In their mind, well, okay, well, what if she was to, to a third one yeah. and a fourth one yeah. and a sixth one? And they get it all the way to seven. I don't know why the magic number is seven, but seven husbands and to... no children. And there's no way to say whose wife is she really... When the resurrection happens. Right. And since you cannot answer the question, then there must be no resurrection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the hard stumper. Hard, hard question. So let question. me ask you this, Andrew. Have you ever had any hard questions about the Bible, about God, about eternity, about... You ever, you ever had questions that were hard to you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think... Well, obviously, yes. The short answer is yes. Um, one of the things I've learned as I've gone along is just because a question is difficult for me, particularly at a time, doesn't mean it's difficult for others, doesn't mean that there's no answer to yeah. be gained. 
you know, it's it's a funny thing about growing and learning. Something is totally new to you and might perhaps even very challenging to your faith, and you don't stop to appreciate. Well, you know, other people may have struggled with this before, and mm. uh, but they're still here, and the faith is still here. In other words, just because it's new to me, yeah, doesn't mean it's new. Well, you know, there have been plenty of times that I've had Bible studies with folks who who got upset because they asked a question that for them was very hard, and I said, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, hey, yeah, here's this," and boom, there's my answer. And just get really frustrated. I can't believe that you won't even pay attention to this question. So I well. Well, you're acting like this is the first time I've ever heard this question. <laughs> exactly. I've studied this question, and and I think this is the answer. This yeah. is my answer to this question. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes it's like we can get caught up in this idea that when I have a question that I'm struggling with, yeah. then everybody must be struggling with it. And if somebody doesn't seem to be struggling with it and just throws out an answer, well, that answer must be nothing. That, that, they, they didn't struggle with it as hard as I did. So all of these psychological things that we get caught up in, there's a few things, though, I think we can learn from this account about hard questions mm-hmm. that I think mm-hmm. are very important. Yeah, let's First of it. all, hard questions exist. Yes. God did not give us the scripture to spoon feed us. Mm. Uh, he gave us the scripture to make us work, mm-hmm. to make us dig, to make us study. And the way the scripture has been put oh, together. I, I like that. He, he, it, here's, here's the word of God, which is the bread of life. It feeds us. But he doesn't spoon feed us. Ooh, that's good. That's good. So we are fed, but not spoon fed, because we have to work at it. We've, mm-hmm. we've got to we've got to spend our time with it. And so there are going to be things that are difficult, and we are going to have hard questions. That doesn't mean the Bible's not true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean the Bible's not true. I'll tell you what. Here's a second thing about this, though, is these guys had asked a hard question that nobody they knew could actually answer. I mean, could anybody answer taking the question at you know, and on face, who could speak up and say, how could the Pharisees speak up and say, well, this is how it's going to work in the resurrection? Yeah. They don't know. That's not given. And in fact, when Jesus answers it, he uses unique divine knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he had unique divine knowledge of how the resurrection is going to work. Yeah. There's nobody else in the world but Jesus who could have answered that question, and there was no place in the Old Testament scriptures and the law or the prophets or the writings where that was detailed out. Here's how things are going to be in the resurrection. And and you're speaking specifically there to like verse thirty. When he tells them that for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but they're like the angels in heaven. Yeah, there's no place in scripture other than this verse that says that. Yeah, so he's speaking from his own so divine a, knowledge, divine so, revelation. So apart from Jesus' unique divine knowledge, this is actually a question that nobody could answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just may be that there are some questions that God has not answered for us. And we struggle with them. And I think it's good that we wrestle with them because a lot of times with those questions, we end up answering other questions Mm -hmm. and we figure things out and we grow and that's fine. I don't think we need to waste our time with some questions like how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. Right, right. But but there are some questions we just, we're not going to know the answers to. That doesn't mean the Bible's not real. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That doesn't mean the Bible's not true. It just means we need to keep studying and answer the questions we can. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, he talks about uh, that they failed not knowing the Scripture nor the power of God. And if the first part of the answer about uh, in the resurrection, you're like angels, uh, no one could know that except for Christ. There's your power of God. But he also talked about not knowing the Scripture, and he does go to Scripture for part of this. He does go to Scripture for part of this. Let me back up, though, to the power of God issue. Uh, I think what he's highlighting is you guys have a struggle with resurrection because you can't figure out how it works. 
Therefore, mm-hmm. you think it can't work mm-hmm. instead of realizing, yeah, I bet God could make it work. Yeah. I, their God is too small. Their God idea. is too small. Yeah. Their God is too small. Yeah. But he does go to Scripture. And I think this is important because the third thing I think we should get from this is that there are hard questions, and some questions we're not going to be able to answer, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change what Scripture does tell us. Okay. That scripture does answer some things, and what Jesus says is, don't you remember what God said to Moses there at the burning bush? For us, Exodus mm-hmm. chapter 3 and verse 6, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Jesus is homing in on the present tense. It's not, I was mm-hmm. the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am. am. And then Jesus asserts what is axiomatic. God is God of the living. He is not God of the dead. Uh, the As we went through Psalms, we highlighted how what the Psalms demonstrated is that praise, mm-hmm. worship is the province of the living. Mm-hmm. Death mm-hmm. mean death is where there is no praise, right. where there is no and worship. Sheol. And so as, as Jesus is now making a play on this, God's not God of the dead. He's God of the living. What's that tell us about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Well, They're... their bodies are dead, but they are living. They're living. They are living. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this resurrection from the dead... Well, it's actually resurrection from life. They're actually living. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, their bodies are dead, but they are alive. And so what Jesus is highlighting is you you should be able to tell from that passage. I get it. You've come up with this philosophical question. Mm-hmm. You've come up with this theological question, this logic, this rhetoric that you think proves it all wrong. But let's go back to this passage. And we know that God is God of the living, not of the dead. What does that tell us about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? They are living Mm-hmm. Why? Because there's more than just what we're dealing with yeah, here. There is see. spirit. There are angels. There is resurrection. Mm-hmm. And if you guys had just paid attention to the scripture, you'd have been able to figure that out. If you'd quit worrying about all these. So really what I want to come down to is we can come up with some tough philosophical questions. We can come up with some tough theological questions. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't change, though, what the Scripture says. My hard questions don't discount what the Scripture says. Yeah, and I right. need to remember that. That's why I need to keep going back to the Scripture, keep reading, keep studying. Amen. And see the power of God and know that the Bible is the Word of God. We're so glad that you've joined us for Text Talk today. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast, for rating the podcast. We just love that. Love you for it. And we're going to have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. I pray your blessings upon us and upon everyone listening to the podcast today. Father, that we might remember you are living, that there is life beyond death, and we need to live in view of that. What is that true? What is that eternal life? What is that resurrection And that we are all moving toward? Father, we pray that you would guide us and keep us, settle the doubts in our minds, and may we be encouraged, Father, to know your power. Father, to appreciate that uh, while not everything is given, everything that pertains to life and godliness has been given. And we would never want to discount what has been revealed in your word, but stand upon that truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.